0: And we just love you. We just thank you. We just praise you, God, because it's not about us, God. It's all about you. Thank you that our hearts are open and receptive to receive your word on tonight. And thank you that it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of us because we have been crucified with Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to keep saying this. Each time I do these teachings... As they say, everything breaks loose. Everything breaks loose. And I can say it's a good thing that it breaks loose, because if it didn't break loose, you wouldn't know it was there. Sometimes we get so used to what we do and how we do it, it becomes so much a part of us. And I'm going to go a little into that tonight because that's how a stronghold forms in our life. Our thinking becomes based on what we believe instead of what the word of God is saying to us. So I was asking God when I do these teachings, I'm saying, okay, God, the things that you have allowed me to teach on dealing with pride, dealing with strife, dealing with offense, dealing with animosity, dealing with resentment all of this stuff God that you allow me to teach we want to see change we want to see people handling things differently and I say God why is things handled the same if you get in all the teaching why are things still handled the same and he said because it's a stronghold when you have the same pattern That keeps coming at you day by day. And you ain't changing your thinking with that same pattern. Sometimes we're told what we're supposed to do according to the word. But then once we're told, we may change for that moment or we may change for that week. But then we go back to the same pattern. That's a stronghold. Yes, things does not happen overnight, but they're supposed to be changed. We're supposed to be able to crucify our flesh. We're supposed to be able to walk in the spirit. We're supposed to be able to love one another the way um, we were love, with the love of God. We're supposed to be doing what the word of God tells us, regardless of how we feel. You're going to hurt when people come to you in a certain way, or people do things. Flesh is going to hurt, but you put flesh under subjection, and you walk in the spirit. We're supposed to be mature believers. We're supposed to grow up in Christ. We don't supposed to be in the same place and think it's okay and think it's acceptable because it's not. Because when your parents teach you right from wrong, they teach you what's right so you won't do wrong. But if you keep doing wrong, you suffer the consequences. Nobody can make you eat something you don't want to eat. Nobody can make you do something you don't want to do. When people make up their mind to be what they want to be, that's what they be. Because we make it all about us. Jesus endured the cross. He endured people talking about him. He endured people spitting on him. He endured it and didn't even open his mouth. Why did he do that? Because he want to show us, you're going to have people coming at you. Why wouldn't you think somebody would come at you, especially brothers and sisters? Them are the ones that the devil really going to use. You can expect that from somebody that don't know Christ. This is why in the body of Christ, we don't get to know people to the point that we don't know where they are in the Lord. That's a problem. Sometimes people can talk the talk, but the heart is far from what they're talking and you don't see it until they lash out at you. And that's because we're going on what we see on the outside, but discerning the spirits that is in us, the Holy Spirit can't stir it up because we always think it's about me. If I always thought it was about me, y'all, I wouldn't be in this this ministry for 20-some years because some of the stuff I went through, y'all don't even know over half of it. Some of the beatdowns that I have taken when I knew people was wrong, I didn't try to... Make them look bad just because they were making me look bad. I had to go to my father and I had to say, father, help me show me how to do it in love and not do like they do. Cause a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words, stir up anger. I'm not coming at them like they're coming at me. So all of this teaching, I pray that it's not in vain because we should, the ones that's sitting in this room, that's here on Tuesdays, that's even online. If you're getting taught the word of God, you should be feeding yourself with the word of God on a daily basis. So when somebody come at you, you will know how to come back at them through what you've been taught. And you'll be able to recognize the spirit that's coming at you and saying, I'm not fighting against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual warfare and I'm not having these battles in my mind because this is what strongholds are. It's where you battling in your mind, but on the outside you look like you okay, but on the inside you tore up from the floor up and then eventually what you holding deep within, somebody pushed the right button because you a robot and then you lash out at them because you were holding it for a long time. You said you got over it, but you didn't. So we're going to talk a little bit more again on resentment. To really know what it means because when you truly find out what something means, even if you do something you don't supposed to be doing, you're going to make a U-turn. That's what repent means. You're going to turn around and say, you know what, that was wrong. Hold it, hold up. That was not right. That's when people know who you really are. You can't just walk off with your butt somewhere it's supposed to be. We can't do that. We got to live according to the word and nobody in this room is perfect. Not even me. All of us are perfect in our spirit. So when we connect with our spirit, we're going to live in a way that people are going to know who we belong to. People going to know it's not about us. It's all about him. Y'all, I'm telling you through these teachings, I have been tested. I have been tried. I have been whooped. But glory be to God, I just stood my ground and said, you know what? I ain't got time for this. As Gloria said, that's just a bunch of foolishness. As Athea said, this ain't nothing but monkey business. And I ain't got time for it. Because when you're trying to come in in a humble way and somebody come at you in another way, your flesh going to act up. You're going to really know where you are. To, I was yesterday, I was on the phone and I was paying a bill. And I looked at the bill and I said, okay, I know I owe this amount on this bill, but this bill is too much. So, you know, when you call calling people about your bill, you want to know why is it so high. So I told the man, I said, I want to pay the whole bill, but I want to find out why is it so high. He said, well, because we left you two bottles of water. I said, sir, the water you left for one. My husband told you not to leave it. And then you're going to charge me for empty jugs that I didn't have because we told you not to leave it in a humble way. He said, well, we couldn't take the water back, so you just have to keep it. I said, okay, sir, no problem. I'll keep it. He said, do do you want the water? Are you going to pay the bill or not? I said, yes, sir, I'm going to pay the bill. I said, I'm going to pay the bill. I'm just getting an understanding of what happened so I said nothing else next thing I knew he said you know what I'm gonna take this off your bill which he could have done that in the beginning a soft answer turns away wrath but grievous words stir up anger so if I had kept coming back at that man I wouldn't have got off of that bill what I should have got off in the beginning See, if I had to come at him in pride and offense and let him know, and then he told me, he says, in the notes. I see in the notes what it said for him not to leave it. So I said, in my mind, if you see the notes and you said not to leave it, it should be free. But I humbled myself. And I paid. And uh, the reason why I did that, because I want to be Christ-like. I don't want him to introduce me as the one that's supposed to be Christ-like and was acting like him and telling somebody, you don't need to hear what she's saying about Jesus. Y'all don't understand. You cannot cuss somebody out with one breath and bless them with the next breath and expect somebody to let you lay hands on them to heal them. You cannot do that. Yes, you speak up for what's right, but it's a way you do it in love. You don't never do it like they're doing it because guess what? We're ruining his reputation and my God is a good God. We don't want to do that. This is why you're getting all of these teachings on these different things because God knows it's in the house and God is bringing it up out to show you what's there to let you know let's deal with this. Let's deal with it in love. We dealt with um animosity but resentment, I'm going back to it. It says, having ill feelings against someone, usually for something that he has done or has not done. So when you resent a person, you got ill feelings towards them for something they've done and for something they have not done. The have not done is, I can say that, um, Teresa, if I'm having ill feelings against Teresa and she don't understand why, because she don't feel like she done anything but I'm treating her in an ill way. She may tell Angel, what's wrong with the Apostle? She don't speak to me like she speak to you. She don't act the way she should act with me, the way she's acting with you. And Angel is saying, well, she seemed like she's all right, Teresa. I don't see no change. So one day, all of us are together, and then Angel see how I'm treating Teresa. I'm acting ill towards Teresa. So Angel come to me in love, and she say, Apostle, she said, I need this say something to you and she said I'm noticing that it seemed like there's some something going on between you and Teresa I can humble myself and accept what she's saying or I can say that's none of your business you need to mind your business but she's doing it out of love because she's recognizing what's going on So resentment is saying that a person has done or has not done. So if Teresa never know what I've done to her, but I'm treating her in an ill manner, then I'm wrong because if she did something I should do, like the Bible says, go to my brother or my sister. Instead of holding ill will and you know something is not right, you go to that brother and sister. You hash that. Well, let me be honest with you, Teresa. When we were standing at the door, you were speaking to everybody but me. And I'm your apostle. Now, y'all, that ain't happen. I'm your apostle. You speaking to everybody but me. And I know you know I was standing there. It's about three or four people that come in and you just said hey to everybody and I'm sitting there. You. you ain't saying nothing to me. Like I'm just such a, a bag of trash. And then she's saying, Oh, I'm so sorry. It was no, no harm done. But I waited a whole month. And the enemy kept feeding me and feeding me. And I let him feed me until I got like a blowfish. And then I started acting like I was okay. But my actions and how I sounded was not okay. That's what resentment will do. When you don't go to your brother or sister, when this stuff first hit the fan, when you don't say nothing, it builds up and it keep building and building and building and then the enemy keep building it with other thoughts and other things and then you end up having stronghold against that person and then it's hard to break that stronghold because you done build a fortress in your mind and even though they apologize, you don't accept their apology because you say you know what you were doing. Resentment. And this has to change. And the change starts with us. And if we're in the word the way we need to be in the word, nobody don't have to keep telling us what we should do. We should be on it. Come on, when we go on a job, let's just be, let's just be honest. Um, Jennifer Simpson, how long have you been on your job, baby? 25 years, right? That's a long time, isn't it? When your boss gives you something to do, what do you do? Why do you do it? And why else do you do it? Because you get paid, and why else do you do it? Let me ask you a question. What, not saying she ain't, but what make your job different from doing unto the Lord? What make us so quick responding to man, making sure we dot the I, cross every T, but when it comes to listening to what the word of God says, we act like that is not what we're supposed to do. Can someone help me with that? Why do we go on these jobs and make sure we do everything? Come on. Paycheck. Even though they are wrong, what do we still do? Now, a good um, employer ain't, ain't going to let you come back at them without firing you. Uh, an employer that needs you will uh, let you talk trash to them all day long long as you do your job. Hello, somebody. Come on. And you would talk trash to them and you a Christian all day long because you know they need you. Come on, pride, high and mighty. Oh, I come in here tonight with some armor on because enough is enough. And that's what I said today. I said enough. I ain't got time to deal with foolishness, y'all. Mm-mm. Because when we're getting what we need. Have anybody ever went to a doctor's appointment and they told you your blood pressure was high and they told you what to do for that blood pressure and gave you the blood pressure pills to keep it low? You come right back and it's high again. Every time you come, it's high again. How long that doctor going to mess with you? As long as you got insurance. When that insurance run out, you out. Y'all, it's time. It's time for the church to wake up. If you're going to be, say who you are in him, you got to be about who you are in him. It's one thing saying, but you got to do what you're saying and you got to live that life according to him and not according to how you feel. When you get knocked down, you rise back up and say, God, is it me? Lord, if it's something I should have done differently, Lord, is it something I don't see that I'm missing? But you know what the problem is? We don't want to deal with us. That's the worst person you can deal with is yourself. Y'all didn't know that. The worst person we can deal with is us first. Because us don't want to get low. Because if we get low, we feel like somebody's going to run over us like with a Mack truck. Come on, let's even in marriage. How many of us women? We know them husbands be right at times. But it takes us a little bit to say, "You right, you right," and then when we're saying it, it feel like we're biting our tongues, cause we don't want to let them know they're right, cause we feel like they're gonna get over on us. Come on, women, high five. I'm being honest. And husbands, how many of y'all, y'all, y'all the man? Y'all know when them women is right, and you don't want to tell them they right because you the man, you the priest. You don't tell me how to measure nothing. You don't tell me it's right there. I'm getting the ruler. He didn't look up, see. (laughs) Is that what we do? That's a form of pride. And guess what, y'all? Do you know you can begin to resent your husband or your wife for something they didn't even know that they did because you won't tell them? You begin to have ill will against them. You begin to answer them in a way that you know is wrong, but you done got so used to answering them that way. You got comfortable. And they're saying, what in the world is wrong with this woman? What's wrong with you? Nothing. What's wrong with you? They don't know what they did. Do you know what a woman say? By now, you should know what you're doing. You ain't no child. You the one did it. And you keep doing it. But if a person is used to what they're doing, y'all, they don't realize what they're doing is wrong because it has become a pattern. So if you don't stop them right then and say, let's talk about this, they're going to keep doing it and they're going to think it's okay and they're not going to feel nothing behind it. But we get ill at one another because we don't want to go to each other. And that shouldn't be in the body of Christ. And when you're ill with someone, you stay as far away from them as you can. It'll just do me good not to even deal with them no more. That's ill will. I'd rather not even be on their team to deal with them. That's ill will. For one thing, we ain't doing it unto them. We're doing it unto God. But just like, um, who was it, Paul? And Barnabas, Barnabas, was that his name? They had to separate themselves because the contention was so sharp. Not that they didn't love each other, but they knew they were serving the same God and the gospel had to go on. And they knew that both of them was right in a way. So they said, we're going to continue to do what? God set us out to do, but you do it with him and I do it with him. No hard feelings. The word shows that they still talk. They still came together. Paul had no problem with Mark, but in the body of Christ today, we don't deal with people no more. Don't even want to speak to them. Something's wrong, y'all. We can't go out and tell people, I love you. And really, you hate them. Deep down inside because you resenting them for what they've done, but yet they still don't know what they've done. But like James Brown, I got that feeling. But I just don't know what i done. So we need to really, as brothers and sisters, we need to come to one another in love. And if that person don't receive you, you do what the word of God says. And we keep doing what the word says. And guess what? We won't have all of this stuff in the body of Christ. If we honor the word for what the word is. When I gave you the scripture on Genesis 4, 3 through 8, that's dealing with Cain and Abel. They were brothers. And Cain got upset because God accepted Abel's offering and didn't accept his. Cain didn't see what God was asking him for. He didn't give it to him. So he began to resent his own brother because he felt rejected. So he kept that bottle up on the inside of him. But guess what? God showed him what was there. He's, he's seen the countenance on his face. He's seen how angry he was. He went to Cain and he let Cain know that sin lies at the door and wait on you, but you can master sin. He was giving him the opportunity to not let this affect him so he wouldn't kill his brother. What did he do? He killed his brother. He wouldn't hear God. So if I'm bringing these teachings in the body of Christ... And God is telling you about these things and you're not listening. You're building more anger. You're building more resentment. And some people say, well, apostle, who did I kill? You kill people with your mouth. He, he died physically, but we literally kill people with our mouth and how we come at people. Nobody know what people go through in the run of a day. And when we're frustrated, we end up lashing out at other people. And for what? because of things that we go through. I wouldn't teach you nothing that I haven't been through and things that I have said to my husband that I should not have said because of how I felt during the run of a day when I was going through on my job or not saying nothing to him because I didn't want to hear nothing else because I done heard everything on the job all day long. It was wrong. But God taught me how to handle things and how to handle it in love. But guess what? He was the potter. I was the clay. He had to mold me. He had to shape me. But he had to show me what was in front of me and show me how to deal with it. Even though my flesh hurt it, I had to repent of what I was doing. And even on the job, he showed me things that I didn't see. And I had to help my worst enemies. You know why? Because it wasn't about me. It was about showing them Christ through me. Even though you hurt me, that don't mean I hurt you. Even though you're trying to put more work on me, I'm here to help you. And that's all I did. I did it the way Christ wanted me to do it. I couldn't do it my way. My way was, forget you. You don't mess with me, I won't mess with you. I had so much ill will and resentment because I knew I didn't do them wrong. And they was treating me just like I was nothing. But then one day God told me the more time I spent with him, the more it made it look like he was for them and against me. I'm saying, God, come on now. He said, go to these people and I want you to apologize to every. I said, wait a minute. Why am I apologizing to them when they the ones that crucified me? He said, go and ask all of them that if you've done anything to you, to them, ask them for forgiveness. I saw my Jesus. I went to every individual that went behind my back and talked about me and say, forgive me if i done any wrong to you. Out of the whole bunch, I had one to say, you done nothing to me. And they begin to tell everything. Tell who was talking about me in the office, oh, y'all, it just made me even mad. I done done what God said. Now they're telling everything. They said they're going to put so much work on you that even they ain't even going to let Jennifer help you. I said, oh, Jesus, help me, Jesus. But God, he taught me how to get through it. He taught me how to love people in spite of them hating me. He taught me how to get rid of control and pride and say it's not about you. It's about what I want to do in you and through you. And when I left the job, I left Jesus on the job. I left peace. You never leave a job without leaving peace. And that's how God raised me up. So when I see things in the ministry, when I see people talking but ain't living it, it's an anger that be stirred up in me. And it's a spiritual anger to say, you know better. You know better. Don't tell me you don't know better because I taught you better. How many of us know when we teach our children well and they go out there Tyson and show their tail, we so angry. Now, I taught you better than that. When we used to go to Pender High my son, Jeremy. ooh, y'all, I stayed at Pender High. That should have been my address. I ain't lying. Shouldn't have, honey. Should have been our address. But when we would go out there, and I never forget this time. Jeremy would always get into something, and it was because of his mouth. This is the thing that I would hear with Jeremy. Mr. and Mr. Bryant, your son is so respectful. You got a respectful son, but he just won't keep his mouth shut. Oh, I was so hurt, and I'm just sitting there and sitting there. And one time, Jeremy done something, and my husband was telling the principal, show us the camera. That's all we're asking. You said that he did it. You said everything is on the camera. Show us that our son did it. That's all we ask him. He wouldn't do it. So my my husband in that office that day, he was upset with that principle because he's saying, you telling me one thing, he's telling me another. Play the tape. He wouldn't do it. So I was telling my husband, it doesn't matter. Let's just leave it alone. It does. You have to humble yourself in those cases because at the end, it's going to be revealed. What's hidden is going to be revealed. But you know what messed my son up? He become a liar. You lie one time or twice and you get caught in that lie. Even though you're telling the truth, you're still a liar. I said, boy, you mess your own self up. Even though you didn't do this by the other things that you did, they look at you as a liar. They look at you as a criminal. So we, when we come out here and say, no, I don't believe he done it, they're going to say, yes, he did. Because of your past life. What am I saying to y'all? If somebody done you wrong in the church. And they apologize to you. But they come back with the same pattern over and over again. The same demeanor. How do you think people going to take you if they're not where they need to be in the Lord? You saying, but you doing the same thing. That's why we... As Christians, when we want the Holy Spirit to deal with us, we need to say, Really deal with me. Because I feel right now that everybody got it out for me. And when He gets through dealing with you, you ain't worrying about who got it out for you. You're just thinking about serving Him with your whole heart. That's what I do. And I don't expect you to be like me. Because it took me a little bit of time to get where I am, to overlook flesh and blood. And know my opponents that I'm really fighting with. So I can't look at Jennifer and say, I know it was you. No, I'll say, come out in the name of Jesus. I don't even have to say it to a face when I go in prayer. I know the spirit that's attacking my sister. You come out of her in the name of Jesus. We won't have no opposition coming in between us in Jesus' name. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And then you're supposed to say, God, deal with the resentment. I feel resented. I feel resented in the ministry because I feel like it's always me and it's never nobody else. So we begin to shut ourselves off. We don't want to deal with nobody. We just do what we have to do and go home. Ain't no hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. How you doing? None of that no more. We just get in our own little box. And we stay there. It is time, miracle temple. For all of us to quit playing games to be hypocrites. It is what it is. And people that's walk in the spirit, they see your flesh. All day long. What is that flesh that they have up there? F D, what is the flesh thing they put up there? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Flesh F D A. And what is it, Teresa? Say it loud. FDA, flesh all day long. I'm telling you, it's time for us to rise up and be who we are in him. When we do wrong, admit what you've done and go on. Don't keep going back to the same thing. When I notice a pattern in a person, I know there's a stronghold there that need to be uprooted, and I'm not going to debate with you no more. You got to deal with that stronghold. A person with a stronghold always look at other people because they got a blockage there. They got those fortresses around them, and they don't see nobody. They don't see them. They see everybody else. And sometimes it may not be you. It may be that person. But you got to know how to handle that person. That person may have a stronghold and have the same pattern. So you're going to have to learn how to speak truth in love. You're going to have to learn how to humble yourself and look like you the villain when you know you're not the villain to meet them where they are so you can give them truth. Many a times I knew people was wrong, but I would humble myself and say, okay, okay. Would I be hurting? Would the flesh be cringing? Yeah. But it gets to the point now... That flesh don't cringe like it used to. Mm -mm. Because I know the truth. And I'm going to stand on the truth... No matter whoever it is. Either you accept it or you don't. Because I done did what God told me to do. So Cain and Abel... They were brothers. They were flesh and blood. He killed his brother because... His brother was accepted and he was not. So in the ministry... We have resentment in the ministry because sometimes we feel like somebody's accepted and somebody's not. Somebody feel left out and feel like somebody else is not left out. So they begin to resent that person in the ministry, thinking that I should have been in that position. That person shouldn't have been there. So we hold ill will against that person because that person is holding the position and we think that they shouldn't be in the position. So we have ill will in the church because of positions. We have ill will in the church because we feel like maybe apostle didn't talk to Tyson, but she, but she talked to Miss Deborah, but she said nothing to Tyson. You don't know who I'm talking to. So you resent Tyson or you resent Miss Deborah because you don't know who I'm talking to. So you thinking I'm letting one or the other get away with something and ain't saying nothing to them, but saying something to you all the time. It is my job as an apostle. That whatever I see that ain't right, it's for me to go to you and tell you what's not right. Because if I don't do it, I'm wrong. So it don't matter who it is. Just like you, if you see something that you don't feel like is right with me, you don't go to my husband, sister Denise, brother Willie, or nobody. You come to me, they're not me. And if you don't see, if I'm not in the place that I am, I can build up resentment against you. Because somebody come to what well, so-and-so come to me and they said, excuse me. They need to come to me. They don't need to come to you. If they got a problem with me, they need to come to me because Sister Niece can't speak for me. Sister Niece only carry out what Sister Niece want to carry out. I'm using that as an example. But she can't speak for me. She can't speak while one of my eyes was up and one of them was down. She can't speak for a word that I spoke on Sunday that you thought you heard that I know I didn't say. Then you need to come to me and ask me and then I'm going to say, I'm going to go to Thea. Thea, pull it. Then I'm going to come apologize. I apologize first and say, you know what? If I if if I said it, that's not what I meant to say, but I have a theater to check the tape and I want to make sure I bring correction. Am I being prideful? No. That's the way you do it. But some people resent people because they think they're not being heard. So if you think you're not being heard by me. Then you're going to begin to resent me and have ill will against me thinking she ain't hearing what I'm saying because she always taking up for so and so and so and so. I take up for nobody but Jesus. So if you acting on his behalf, I take up for you. But if you outside of him and you acting on Satan's behalf, I'm going to cast you out in Jesus name. That spirit is going to get bold and bolder when I give you truth with the word of God. That's how it's supposed to be. So when we see the word for what it is, we don't stand for in and everything. Y'all, this ain't high school. Did everybody know this? Ain't <laughs> kindergarten either. She said, she said, he said, they said, that one said, this one said, no, you said it. No, you said it. I know what you said. Then we build up resentment because we feel like nobody heard what we said. I ain't being heard. So I'm the, you got anything you want to say? Mm. What's the point? Nobody don't hear me anyway. Y'all, this is in the church. This is resentment. This is ill will. It brings anger. It, It don't bring love. It brings hate. That's why as brothers and sisters, we should be able to come to one another without having animosity, without being jealous and envious over what people have. See, sometimes we resent people because of what they have and you don't have it. That's going back to when we were talking about in Genesis 29 with Rachel and her sister Leah. Rachel couldn't have children. So she resented Leah because Leah was having children. She had ill will towards her own sister. So she began to give her husband to her handsmaid, her maid servants, and she began to have um, children. And then Leah saw her having children by her handsmaid. Then she began to have children. Look at that. Begin to be competition. So ill will can bring competition. It can try to be better than somebody else. So you can say, see me, hear me, be attached to me. So when you see a person that's so rejected, they can have ill will towards somebody else because they're feeling that rejection. And they don't like the person that's making them feel rejected. So they go talk about that person. They put that person down so they can be lifted up. That's not godlike. So we see the resentment with Leah and Rachel. Then we go to Genesis 16 that I went over. It's showing the resentment with um, Sarah's um, handmaiden. She, um, Sarah let her sleep with her husband, and once she slept with Abraham and knew that she was pregnant and she conceived, she began, began to come, be proud and arrogant. She began to resent Sarah, like, I don't have to be your slave girl no more. I don't have to wait on you. I'm the one with child. I'm the one that your husband got pregnant. You can't even have a child. So Sarah began to see it. And then she went to Abraham, getting on Abraham about how she was treating her. And Abraham said, am I God? He said, you need to be the one to handle her. So she began to handle her the way she was handling her. And that's when Hagar ran off. So see, when someone is treating you, um, resenting you, then you turn around and resent them because they're resenting you. That's not God-like. That's not the way we're supposed to do things we supposed to be able to go to that person, just like I was using Teresa. I should be able to go to Teresa and tell Teresa, Teresa, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but I was standing at the door, but guess what, y'all, check this. I was standing at the door, and you didn't speak to me. You spoke to everybody else. I'm rejected. Like, I'm supposed to be spoken to because of who I am. People that really pay attention to all that. Ain't walking in the spirit. People who stand at the door looking pretty. Ushers, nothing against y'all. Y'all know y'all look pretty at the door. I ain't talking about y'all now. And somebody walk past you and don't speak to you, but speak to somebody else. How you feel? Do you feel rejected? Do you have ill will against them because you at the door and 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 Sister Deborah was standing right there and they come past you didn't say good morning how you doing nothing and then say hey Nay how you doing girl and Miss Deborah was like hmm don't say nothing to me I guess they are all in the Nay what they doing up in here that I ain't doing. So Miss Deborah go home and take all them thoughts. Then next thing I know I ask Miss Deborah something. She'd be like, What you want? Miss <laughs> Deborah, I know your sugar ain't up because you healed. Come on, this is real. This is true stuff. Y'all, this is real, and it's gonna get deeper and deeper and deeper because God is rooting up. He's tearing down so he can build up and we can't go out and help nobody. if We ain't helping ourselves. We need to deal with these feelings that we're having through the word of God. We need to admit, I feel rejected. I feel like I'm by myself. I feel like the body of Christ just don't like me. That's just how I feel. You need to be honest and true. And you can tell exactly how people feel when you go to them and you begin to talk to them. Well, why are you ain't say nothing to so and so? Excuse me. What so and so got to do with you? Why we bring so and so in on a conversation? If I'm going to Zakia, Zakia, you're a grown woman, right? Even though your mama's sitting there, you're a grown woman. Now, if I go to Zakiya and she turn around and go to mama and say, Mama, Pa'sa come to me and come telling me this is what I should be doing. Zakiya, <laughs> you know boss ain't mean no harm, Zakiya. You all up in your sass, Zakiya. You need to get it together. Is that nay or what? But then they come to me, Pa'sa. I know you ain't mean nothing, Pa. But Zakiya, who you say come to you? Well, I need to speak to Zakiya, not you. Then Renee. I know, Pa. I'm just coming to you. I'm just telling you what she said. Now, that's just all I can do. I'm just trying to keep the peace. Now, she got attitude. Come on, y'all. Ain't this real? It's not this real. Let's be honest. Some people right now, I'm going to close out right now. Because some people right now is shivering right at their seat and thinking, "She talking about me. I ain't talking about you. I'm giving the word. I don't base what I teach on you. I base what I teach according to the word and as the Holy Spirit is flowing, that's what I do. So if anything is coming out of you, it's because it was already there. Don't use me as no scapegoat. You don't know how I'm going to come in and you don't know how I'm going to go out. But I'm going to go out with a hallelujah. So I'm going to stop right here to let someone come up. Anybody? And tell me how this has touched your heart. How it's touched your heart. I'm just going to sit right here. Come on, Nay.
1: One of the problems that I used used to have was I would get ill will at someone because I felt like they ill will at me. So if I go to Julia and I apologize and we talk about it, it's over. I'm the type of person, it's over. And it's done. I'm through with it. I don't forgot about it. So if I come back, and I'm not saying it's Julia, because I give God glory that me and Julia, we good. Praise God. So when I come back the next week, and I'm thinking me and Julia is good, but she acting ill will. So now I don't hop back into ill will again, because that's how Julia acts. But what I had to learn was, Julia got the answer for the Lord for herself, and I got the answer for the Lord for me. I can't change how I act and how the the words they do because, Julia, I might move a little bit faster with God delivering me than her, or it might be vice versa. So I'm supposed to do what the words say do, regardless of what somebody say or somebody act. I'm still supposed to walk in the love of God. And
0: that's what I have learned to do. Now you were saying, you apologize to Julia, example. Y'all good. But you notice she come back with you with ill will. Yeah. So then you act back with her with ill will. How do you handle that?
1: How I'm supposed to handle it is how the words say. Well, I'm supposed to go back to Julia and I say, well, Julia, I thought, you know, we was good. Is it, you know, is it something else between us? But I didn't do that. But this is an example. This ain't what really happened with me and Julia. (laughs) This is just an example of overall people. I'm talking about how I do as a person. Okay. But if once we apologize, once we talk about I really literally, it's over for me. But if I come back to church, and like you say, you know, you can feel in your spirit whether it's over or not. And I feel like that, that person, you know what, it's still something there that's not over. But I had to learn to continue walking in the love of God because I'm done. I'm through with
0: it. Okay, my point that she said was, this is the point that gets me, guys. If she was ill with you again, and they say I come back with her being ill, then you shouldn't come back with her being ill just because she's ill. Right. See what I'm saying?
1: I'm supposed to. We don't.
0: Right. Do what the word says There you go.
1: Continue walking in love because we done talked about it. We done squashed it. It's over. I'm done with it, so I'm going on. I, I can't keep hopping back because somebody else ain't
0: quite got
1: there yet. But
0: check this. The ill will that she have may not have nothing to do with you. Right. See, this is where we mess up, y'all. Everybody have their days. I don't know about you. I have mine. That's right. So just because we had some beef and I come to you and it it looked like you still that way with me, it don't have to be because of me. Right. That's why we have to humble ourselves and say, you know what, is everything okay? You know, I'm here for you if you need something. That's all you can do. But the enemy want us to assume, oh, you, 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 you still got a problem with me? I handle you. It don't have to be that way all the time. So we have to ask the Holy Spirit before we let the enemy overshower us with stuff that is not. Because everybody have their days, y'all. And you might run into one of those days that they knock you off the road. They run over you. But you ain't the one they wanted to kill.
1: I always say... I always ask God to let the love of God that's set my heart shed abroad because he's inside of me, in spite of how somebody acts. Because okay. if he's inside of me, he should be coming out of me, and the love of God will come out. Regardless of how somebody acts, I can't, oh, she ill today, so I'm going to be ill. Or she, that's not God so I ask God to help me no matter what somebody do or how somebody act how he wants me to be let the love that's in my heart
0: come out and share the world is there anyone else? leave it on there
2: I know how you talked about how we can get offended or come off on somebody and it's uh, another example, too, um, for example, your spouse, how my wife said how that man talked to her. Just hearing her say that now kind of stirred me up a little bit, but anyway. <laughs> but um, I remember a long time ago, this has been a long time ago now, this is a minister, guy on the phone at the house. And he was, she was giving him the word. He was coming back, I mean, wild, rude, I mean, just talking junk. And I got so mad, I was put my shoes off and go to his house and kick his butt. You know, that's how mad I got. He—he he, Just because he was disrespecting her. But now, you know, with teaching again not only how people come off at of you, you got to be careful how if somebody come off from your spouse, how you can respond. Because that's your loved one, how you can act towards that. Sometimes you can take something from someone else to come to you, but your spouse, you might snap just like that quickly in it woods when they come to you. So we got to keep that in mind, too.
0: Y'all, I'm going to tell you that day, I didn't know where he was going, but I saw him lacing up some shoes. (laughs) I said, where are you going? I'm going to kick his butt. I said, no, you're not, because you know what we're dealing with. (laughs) But I thank God for him caring for me that much. (laughs) Hey,
3: Willie. Um, I just want to say, and this is just me, you know, this is the way I see it, you know. People, some people may see things different, you know, than the way that I see it. But with me, I mean, so just the way I feel is that sometimes, you know, you can do something to someone, you know, offend somebody. Get mad. It, all, it all depends on how deep that, you know, the situation is. Well, you can do something to somebody, and then you feel like you want to go to that person, you know, you want to apologize to that person, you know, because that person offended you or whatever. But I just always felt like. You know, sometimes that person needs a little time, you know, to uh, digest that, you know, to think about it. Call it t- uh, time heals all things. That's just the way I see it. So, like, just like with me and my wife. and me and my wife get into an argument, I know right then and there that I can't go back to my wife sometime <laughs> that day. Or it be, might be two days, you know, and say, well, baby, <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. She's not, she is not going to receive it, you know. So I got to know, I got to be led, you know, by the Holy Spirit, you know, when to go in, you know, to my wife and say, baby, I'm sorry. But if I go there, do something to her, make her mad, and by uh, 20 minutes, you know, sit there and say, well, you know, I shouldn't have did that. I'm going to my, she ain't not going to, I don't want to hear it. She's not going to receive it. So sometimes, you know, it takes time for people, you know, to receive things. And then again, I just, I just felt like, you know, that, uh you know, you a lot of time, and, you know, people, some people may not agree with what I'm getting ready to say. Sometimes, you know, I've, I've heard people say, you know, you got to learn how to forgive and forget. Well, with me, I don't think it's healthy, you know, to learn how to forgive and forget. Because the reason I say that is because I don't have the ability that God have. You know, God said that, you know, I remember your sin the more I forget it. You know, that's done. he got the ability to do that. I don't have the ability to do that. For one, if I if I try to forget it, you know, I may, if I try to forget what somebody did to me, I may let my guards down, you know, and that person come back and do the same thing and hurt me again. So I'm not going to be so quick, you know, to forgive forget, you know, what that person done to me. But also, you know, at the same time, I can't wait and let it go, you know, a long period of time, you know, you know, trying to, you know, just, you know, just let it go, you know, within me. Because, you know, that's leaving the door for the enemy, you know, the enemy can come in, you know, the more you keep laying with it, you know, he can come in and try to do his little thing. But still, you know, you know, to me, it's just not healthy, you know, to say, you know, well, I'm going to forget, you know, what somebody did. And then a lot of time, you know, people say, you know, I forgive you, you know, I forgive you this, I forgive you that. And they'll tell you that, but really they haven't forgave you about it, you know, because they keep bringing the same thing up over and over again. So, you know. That's just the way that, you know, personally, I feel, you know, about certain things.
0: Well, let me correct that thing, forgive and forget. If you cannot forgive them, then how did you accept the forgiveness that Christ had for you?
3: Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not saying I can't for- forgive them. I'm saying forget. Now, you know,
0: what helps you to forget, Brother Willie? Because things still linger out there. I had people hurt me deep wounds. But the more I got into the Word of God... I don't see that no more. I don't hold it. Whatever you hold in your heart, that's where you treasure it at. And you're going to always bring that before that person and you ain't going to have that relationship you need to have. I'll say just like a marriage. Let's say a husband mess around on a wife or a wife mess around on a husband. You have the choice to either stay with that husband or stay with that wife or you have the choice to divorce them because they already left that marriage. But if you say, I forgive you, then that don't mean that you harbor that in your heart, and every time you turn around, you br- I remember what you done. I remember what you done. When Jesus forgave us, Willie, he didn't. He he threw it into the sea of remembrance. That's why we depend on Him, and not on us. And that way, you won't have it there all the time.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I, which is, I do agree with that. But I'm I'm just saying you we know, do the. I guess it's just how I, how I am. Uh, you know, I, I just sometimes, sometimes it just with me, it just takes a little time as time go on. You know, somebody hurt me real bad, which I haven't been, you know, hurt real bad like that in a long time, just saying back in the past. You know, it just take a little time for me to just let time go by, you know. But the longer
0: you let time go by, Willie, the deeper the wound is. Oh, yeah, I know. That's why you don't let nothing dig uh a deep root because it's harder to pull up that root. And let me get back to your wife because you threw on under a bus. <laughs> let me get back to your wife. In marriages, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with y'all, in a marriage, your spouse is the one that can hurt you worse than anybody else. So when they say something to you, yes, you have to take the time to calm down, but it should not take you two, three, four days either. Because how can you sleep in the same bed with somebody and be angry and not allow them to come to you? So I do believe it didn't take you that long with her now to go to her. You you just know how she used to be. You don't want to get your butt whooped right. I'm just picking. I'm just picking it. I pick on Willie like that.
3: Them. Baby, I'm sorry. Okay,
0: you need to do that. If she don't accept it, I'm getting on this. If she don't accept it, that's between her and God. But you yes. do what the word tells you to do. Don't you wait two, three, four days because you're scared. You go to her and you say, "Baby, forgive me. I'm sorry. You've done your part, man. It's on her." Right. But but what what I was,
3: to, what I was to
0: you better go and sit out.
3: No, what, what I was, what I was trying uh, I, yeah, Now I agree with you hundred percent. You is telling me. You just truth. waiting on her to cool off. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm just waiting on her to cool off, and cause you know I know my wife. I know, and I just I just feel like you know, and and during the time that I'm doing this, you know, I'm speaking to the Lord within myself, so He know my heart. He know what I'm trying to do, so He give me a little mercy, but. You know, I just, I know my wife, you know, she's just going to need some time. You know, I know how she is. <laughs> the calm down. She don't want nothing to eat. She don't want no food. You know, but. William, pasta, pasta, Willie. possible, possible.
0: Willie. Willie. I heard. I know what she, I know <laughs> what Willie is saying. I know what <laughs> Willie is saying, y'all. Don't get me wrong. Do not let the sun go down. Is that not what the word says? You don't give the enemy no foothold. So no matter how what she do, Willie, deep inside your heart, if she don't accept it, that rolls on her. You done your part, baby. Don't wait two, three days. De- it shouldn't take her two, three days to calm down so then we know it don't take you a month to calm down. <laughs> now, if it do, I'm going to use this all on you tonight. <laughs> I know it don't. But the thing is, the thing is, since Willie done threw her off on the bus, let me say this about Willie. For her to be that mad at Willie, Willie done something that she's praying to God that she don't whoop (laughs) him. So she's saying, Willie, have you ever had a husband that keep egging it on and egging it on until it build up that you really need some time to calm it down? Cause they done build up a mountain when it was a little molehill. Yes,
3: ma'am. you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you're right. I, I have to. The reason why I'm doing this is because sometimes people take things the wrong way. When Willie is talking about how it is between him and his wife, that don't mean it's like that with her with everybody. No, no,
3: it don't.
0: Huh? But he come up here and he just. Put put a blaster. I know what you're saying, Willie. Thank you, Willie. He was strong with his talking tonight.
4: Uh oh. Uh -uh. (laughs) Turn around, Willie. I have to clarify something that my husband said. It's more like what Apostle said. I am a strong-willed-minded woman. I am. I I am. I was raised by my grandfather and he taught me to be independent and he taught me, don't wait on nobody to take care of you, you take care of yourself. And that's the way I've been. And when Willie met me, he didn't understand that because what he would blow, I would blow back too. It's just the way I was raised. But with my husband, I got my husband spoiled. He really is. And when I say no, he keeps on and on and on and on. Then he get mad and go to pouting like a baby. I'm just being honest. And then when he get on my nerves, and then when he get mad, he blow his top. And I get upset, and I try not to say nothing back. I just don't say nothing. And it takes me a while because I'm not understanding why he doing that. You, you know, you understand what I'm saying? I am not a... <laughs> I am not a mean, hateful woman. I'm not. I have learned. I used to didn't take nothing off nobody. You say two words to me, I go back with foe. But God is delivering me from that. And I think a lot of people get me mixed up like my husband. Because when I speak, I speak firm. And especially when I know what I'm talking about, I really, truly speak firm. But as for my husband, you got to live with the man then you would understand why it might take the next day or two days.
0: Willie, you just got busted. Well, is there anyone else before we close? Y'all, this is good stuff. It's helping all of us. Everybody's sitting back there laughing, but you know what you're doing. You know. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and close out, and we'll continue next week with the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, uh, Athea Lofton, close us out.